Hello again, everyone. This is Rome Business Radio. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I am Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. And I'm Thomas Kislet with the Rome Floyd Chamber. Hello, Thomas with the Rome Floyd Chamber. How are you? Good. Good, good. How are you, Roger? Good to see you again. Good to see you. We are in a Zoom room. For those of you listening to the audio on podcast, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we've got a great mix of local people uh, here in the Rome Floyd County, Northwest Georgia area. We want to celebrate business. We want to create connections. We want to let people share their stories. Uh, Thomas, if you don't mind, as the representative from the chamber, if you would go around the room here and, and introduce everybody. Sure, absolutely. So uh, let me go ahead with ladies first. Uh, Mary Harden Thornton is with our local Parks and Rec. Uh, hello, Mary Harden Thornton. Uh, nice Hi. to have you. Um, <laughs> then we have, um, who else? We have Chris Purcell <laughs> with Berry College. Hello, uh, I know Chris very well. Um, nice to have you on. Nice then to be on. Jesse, Thank you. Then we have Jesse DeMombrun Chapman. I, I never thought, uh, said you uh said your last name for some reason it's just my buddy jesse so uh hey jesse um and he's with crbi with the kusa river basin initiative and i can't wait to hear the latest news from there and then our uh newest um uh, um business owner in rome and latest and newest uh, member actually of the rome float chamber uh andy wright with um x up grill hey morning everybody. hi andy how are you i'm doing fantastic thank you Chris, hello. Hello. Mary Harden Thornton, hello. Hi, good morning. And Jesse, I'm just going to say Jesse because your your last name is a mouthful for me. Hi, Jesse, how are you? Doing great. Good morning. <laughs> Did Thomas pronounce your name correctly? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> kind of, sort of. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Um, as I said, we just want to celebrate business and, and following Thomas's lead here. I guess we'll do we'll do ladies first. Um, Chris, over at Barry, you are the the director of public relations and kind of a media film liaison. Is that correct? Yes, I am. So, so just tell me a little bit about what all your job entails. And I, th- I think people forget about the natural beauty of Barry College being just a, a natural soundstage, if you will, for, for movies and film production, but that's happened off and on over the years. So if you could just kind of touch on, uh, on your duties at Barry. Absolutely. Well, uh, we are talking pre-COVID or post-COVID. <laughs> um, well, my duties have changed both. significantly with COVID in terms of just doing more internal communications and managing that. But in normal times, um, we have speakers and lectures and all kinds of interesting things that we invite the community to. And so that's my job to promote and, and raise awareness on all the different activities we have going on um, on campus on a normal year but it, it's changed a little bit i guess the last 12 months more than a little bit changed a lot it has it has and and we we really hate that because we love to welcome our community onto campus just to enjoy the beauty of it for hiking and biking and we recently built or renovated a new uh auditorium for our concerts it's just beautiful but we haven't been able to celebrate that in, in the normal way because of the pandemic. So we are hoping to get back to that at some point and, and welcome the community. Fantastic. Uh, Mary, let's check in with you over at Rome Floyd Parks and Rec. 
We were joking before the podcast started. Uh, Parks and Rec is probably one of my top 10 favorite shows of all time. <laughs> and and do you live that every day? Well, I, I, I did live it um, a little bit more when I had Emma Wells' uh, job, but there are definitely some interesting things. And um, today I really wanted to talk about our, our lock and dam campground. So, so yes, um, kind of chiming in with what uh, Chris was talking about. Uh, this time last year, you know, we, we were having to close down and um, we're part of Floyd County government. And, um, you know, fishermen are kind of naturally, you know, self-distancing, but we did have to close the the park and the campground for a while. And there's, there's huge fishing out there. I don't know how many people are familiar with this campground, but it's a 73 acre park um, that's on the National Register of Historic Landmarks. And it was originally like a, it's called the Mayo Lock and Dam. Now, I'm not Selena Tilly from the History Center, but I've been kind of researching it a little bit. But the Army Corps of Engineers built this in 1913, and it was in service till 1941. So there's there's lots of people who come out to fish, but there's a lot of history there. And we have 31 sites that you can camp on. So when we closed last year, I got like a lot of mean phone calls from fishermen because the crappy and the you know, white stripe, something was running and everybody was like really ready to fish. So we, we do a great um, job with our, our fishing and um, it's very close to uh, a brushy branch, which is another great fishing spot. So these fishermen are very serious and we get, you would think it's just like some people from like Rome and you know, Cave Spring. No, it is people from all over the country that come here and they know about our fishing. So it's, it's pretty exciting. So I'm so glad we've got it back opened up um for for the season now so yeah so was that was that the major hit to parks and rec through covid was no it was it was the ball sports truly because this is the this is baseball time so we were that was so sad um was having to refund uh you know at first everybody thought it was like two weeks or three weeks and then then you're like oh this is gonna be a long time so so just having to try to have a sport and then not having you know registering and thinking we could do it and then just waiting because the rules changed kind of about every <laughs> three days <laughs> when people were, you know, the governor would have something and then the federal government would have, you know, so it, it was just, it was really a challenge to uh, figure out how to maneuver and, and navigate all of it. But we, I think we've done a great job and sports has really come back. I, I also do our gymnastics. I do anything that's not a ball sport. So that's the lock and dam and gymnastics. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but yes, we, we have um, talking about the parks and rec thing the week. We do sell um, bait, live bait out there. And um, this guy came in one day and he looked like he had been in a cave for a while. He had the full, you know, ZZ Top beard and the piranha eating t-shirt. And he's like, I need some grubs. And I'm like, whoa, okay, well, we just have, we just have red wigglers and uh, night crawlers and some minnows. And he, I said, what are you going to do with the grubs? And he said he was going to trap armadillos. So, I mean, there's something to learn every day. <laughs> That that's, that actually sounds like a scene from the TV show Parks and Rec. Yes, Chris, yes. I know you wanted to weigh in quickly about the about the fishing. Uh, yeah, right, right. Um, my in laws are from Missouri, and they're snowbirds that go down to Florida, and so they always come through Rome on their way down and way back, and they love Lock and Dam. They've got they park at the same spot right by the river, and my father in law is a huge fisherman, so we get all sorts of yummy fish when they come. So. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, Jesse, the Coosa River Basin Initiative. For those of, that are listening that may not be familiar, what's that all about? 
So we are a, a small nonprofit that works on clean water issues in Northwest Georgia and Northeast Alabama. Um, so we are tasked with uh, keeping the rivers and creeks clean. And um, this time of year during the legislative session, we're also very active um, lobbying at the Capitol for um, better, more comprehensive protections for water statewide. So as a nonprofit, are you, are you based on fundraising? Yeah, so we uh, have a, a mixture of grants and um, individual donors. And uh, once upon a time, we used to have fundraising events, but uh, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, much like everybody else, we've been, you know, greatly impacted and a lot has changed, but um, a lot stays the same. The rivers still flow and they still need somebody looking out for them. And that's what we're doing. <laughs> That's right. The Ustanala and the Etowah merged to form the mighty Kusa in downtown Rome. Right. And uh, speaking of Lock and Dam, generally, yeah. we're hoping that this year at the end of our paddling season, we have a harvest moon paddle where we paddle at night on the Kusa because it's so open and lovely, uh, especially when the moon is bright. And uh, we always take out at that harrowing staircase at yeah. Lock and Dam. So yeah. we'll have to get together later on and <laughs> maybe uh, put together a work day. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. And and just jumping in again, like there are a lot of um, SPLOS projects that uh, CRBI and and the city and the county have worked on together for river access because it's such a big deal in, in Rome. Sure. Um, yeah, so much of our our way of life is uh, around those yeah. rivers. Uh, Andy Wright um, with Eggs Up Grill. How are you, sir? I am doing fantastic. Thank you. Could you uh, tell us a little bit about your establishment? Absolutely. So we're, we're Eggs Up Grill. Uh, we're in the East Bend Shopping Center, uh, just behind Texas Roadhouse in Rome. And uh, we serve breakfast and lunch seven days a week, all day. Well, I, I should qualify all day, uh, 6 to 2 p.m. daily. Gotcha. So, so, uh, and, and this, this is a franchise, correct? And this is a Rome, a new thing for Rome. It is a new thing for Rome. It is a franchise. Uh, my wife and I are, are partners in the business and we have the franchise for Rome, uh, as well as for Canton. Uh, we opened Canton, uh, at the end of December and opened Rome yesterday. Oh, <gasps> congratulations. <laughs> How's business? <laughs> business has been great. We, uh, couldn't be couldn't be more pleased with the reception uh, in in both Rome and Canton. I I told somebody the other day uh, that I did the pro forma and all the the projections before COVID hit uh, in November of 2019, and we have exceeded our expectations uh, in Canton uh, after you know three months of operations. Uh, we've far exceeded our expectations and, and been been real pleased with that. Uh, so far, the business in, in Rome has been been really fantastic. I, I, I told the, the team before we got on the call that I, uh, I jumped in my car today because they're doing saw cutting for our neighbor, uh, concrete cutting uh, in the in the next door neighbor in our store. So I figured you, you guys would be much more pleased with me for being in my car today. <laughs> well, uh, it, it is, I guess, still under construction. Some places are, are being moved into, I guess, slowly but surely. But just talk about the new shopping center that you're a part of. Uh, it's really it's really amazing. We've got uh, Texas Roadhouse is, is kind of on the corner for us. So if you're in the, the back 
parking lot of Texas Roadhouse, which is always teeming uh, with people. Uh, you'll see the, the eggs up sign. Uh, across the street is Home Depot. Uh, down the way uh, is Five Below. It's actually just, just to my left as I sit at the pickup window. Uh, an Old Navy is coming. A Coles is coming. Uh, there's a wing stop down the way, a Jersey Mike's, a McAllister's, uh, Panda Express. And uh, my kids my kids always love Panda Express because my mom, I, I was Andy, and my mom always called me Andy Panda. And, and my uh, my son became aware of that. We've got a 14-year-old, a, a 16-year-old, and an 18-year-old child. And uh, they've had a lot of fun calling me Panda. And whenever they see Panda Express, they, they make the connection. Uh, but there's also a Chipotle uh, and a couple other other brands are coming to the center. Well, it's interesting. Um, I was driving by a few months ago with my father and I made a comment about, wow, I'm, I'm feeling old. I can remember when that piece of property was East Rome High School. I took oh, I took wow. I took the SAT there. <laughs> and um it's just where i happen to be assigned to go take the sat i did not go to school there but but uh east rome high school and uh my father said i remember when it was a cornfield <laughs> yeah <laughs> before it was east rome um so anyway it's just it's great to see it develop like it has been and and my gosh i'm seeing cars there all the time as i drive. so good luck um well it's a, it's a beautiful complex i'll i'll tell you um just in the, the first three people that were talking, I, I heard the, the fishing connection uh, from, from Mary to, to Chris to, you know, the, the, the water being clean, uh, coming to the fish. So we got so many connections and I, I wanted to, to draw another one. You know, part of what makes Exit Grill really special is community engagement and community involvement. And one of the things we do, uh, Jesse, if you guys are interested, uh, we do pancake suppers uh, as fundraisers uh, in the restaurant. So if you ever want to do a pancake supper for, uh, you know, a charity event to raise money, uh, we would love to host it. And we would be, we would give 100% of the profits uh, to whatever the cause is uh, that, that we're talking about. So that goes not only for, for you and your, you know, your team, Jesse, but anybody else who's listening in. Well, we will absolutely take you up on that offer. I was uh, perusing y'all's menu on Sunday, gleefully um, excited for your arrival. <laughs> well, thank you. We're, we're super excited to be here. Well, it's so fun. I can eat lunch there today if well, I want to. I, I see a table. There's a table that's open, uh, ready ready to accommodate you. So oh my God, nice seeing you. Okay, awesome. Well, well, ironically, I hate to keep revisiting the fact that I'm a big fan of the TV show Parks and Rec, but a, a kind of an underlying joke through that is they all love breakfast food. They, yes. th- they think breakfast food is the best food. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, it's, funny. it's funny, Thomas. Uh, and Andy, Andy was finding his own theme. Thomas, that's normally your job week to week to kind of see the theme of how our guests all connect. Right. I mean, it's already going on and, uh, you know, people are already connecting and it, it's awesome. You know, like uh, Jesse is uh, getting out of the water where Mary Harden is with uh, Lock and Dam. And, you know, Andy is supporting Jesse and uh, Chris is talking <laughs> too. It's awesome. But but I already found something, Roger. You know, um, the, the, the common theme today uh, is partnerships, you know, or everything that uh, everybody has in common is something with the letter P, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for instance, X X up grill uh, with Andy. He has a he already mentioned it. He has a great passion, you know, uh, for for the community. And of course, he 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 serves you know awesome pancakes, potatoes, <laughs> coach eggs. <laughs> and then uh, we have CRBI, uh, my friends there, and they they do an awesome job because you know here here it comes with P again. They protect, they preserve, and they do paddle trips. And they, uh, yeah. they are also looking for a part-time assistant. So uh, there you go. Um, then also, Perry College, uh, it's a private college. They prepare uh, personal and professional development, and they practice along the path, you know, with tons of possibilities coming up. And then, of course, Parks and Rec, they provide programs. They have pavilions, they do par- parties, they have parky, they have playgrounds, <laughs> and primitive camping as well. So uh, there you go. Um, Very good. Well, yeah, Tom- connection everywhere. Tom- Thomas, that was perfect. How long did you prepare? <laughs> um, you know, it was a pleasure, you know, preparing. Uh, <laughs> oh. promoting. That's our job at the chamber, you know. Uh, we, we promote prosperity. So um, there you go. Promote prosperity. I from love a that. Self, from a self-promotion perspective, I'll I'll throw in a, a couple more peas. Uh, <laughs> at, at Eggs Up, we're we're big proponents of uh, veterans, police, and fire, and uh, first responders, as well as active duty. Uh, so with with that, we give fifteen percent off uh, to to all uh, first responders and veterans. So I, I threw a couple more peas in there for you. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Um, I want to talk movie making, Chris, I'm just kind of fascinated, uh, like just over the course of time that we may not even know about what movies have done a scene or two at, or more at, at Barry. Sure. Um, <clears throat> well, before my time, Barry is known for the filming of sweet home, Alabama. So if you're familiar with the wedding scene there, that was filmed at Oak Hill. Um, and when you visit Oak Hill, you can actually see the stairway that Reese Witherspoon hid under. So that's fun. So that's one of our older ones. Um, Remember the Titans, very famous movie, was filmed all over Barry's campus. Um, the dining hall scene with the football players was filmed up at Ford. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of outside scenes were filmed on our beautiful campus you know, among the forests and trees when they were running and doing exercises. <clears throat> as far as newer films, um, we, right before COVID, we were filming with Netflix and it shut down and finished right before we shut down. Um, and so they're going to pick that back up in the fall. I hear that it was Stranger Things, although I can't confirm. So. <laughs> okay, so, so you don't necessarily know. I do know. Oh, you do know, but you can't confirm. I get it. Wink, wink. Right, right, right. (laughs) But everybody in town has confirmed. (laughs) Right. But I mean, do you, do you, do you sometimes not know? No, I know. But a lot of times the, the bigger films like Marvel and DC, they'll come to town. I work with Lisa Smith in the tourism department, um, who also, you know, has a lot of films that approach her to, to work in Rome. And so they're just, they're very confidential in terms of letting the community know what's going on just so that they can get their work done and get out without a lot of distractions. So just out of curiosity. So there's a, there's a person representing a movie or a movie studio and they're looking for locations. 
So, uh, I mean, how does that work? They come to you and then you take them all over campus and they go, okay, that spot will be perfect. Or um, do they ever come and yeah. look and not come back? Often. Yes, yes. Um, one of the disadvantages we have here in Rome is that we are outside of the film zone of Atlanta, which is basically a 30-mile zone of production because it just gets more expensive the further out they go. So if we do get a production here, they're going to spend a decent amount of time usually, and it's going to be a bigger budget production that can afford um, to come outside where the film zone is. But it usually starts with a film scout contacting me. And right now they contact me about every other week. Um, They're really ramping up for production right now in the spring and summer. And they'll contact me and say, you know, we're looking for a scene in a biology lab or we need something that resembles a castle. Um, And so they come out and I just take them around. They take pictures, ask lots of questions, and then they go back to their team. And if what they saw is what they want, then they come back with a couple more people that are more visual production people. And then they do the same thing. And so then they take it back. And so it's, it's, a, it's a longer process than just coming out and saying, yeah, this is great. I mean, it has to go through two or three rounds of producers. And eventually, if the director comes out, it's pretty much a sealed deal. So, and that, that's how it works for the city as well. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Mary Harden Thornton, let's talk Parks and Rec. Now that you, you mentioned fishing and, and that reopening, do you just sense that the – the residents of Rome, Floyd County, and the, I mean, is everybody just ready to get back to normal? Get outside. Spring is coming. Um, Let's get the pandemic behind us. Let's go to the park. Yes, exactly. Yes. One of my um, cousins told me she was giving up the pandemic for Lent. And I said, yeah, (laughs) sounds, sounds good to me. But yes, um, especially um, I, we also have a dog park uh, downtown too at Ridge Ferry and, you know, mercifully we do have we were able to offer all of our parks um to be open during i think we were only closed like a couple of weeks we just waiting to figure everything out so um it was kind of strange people did we had to close the bathrooms because remember there was no toilet paper and so everybody stole the toilet paper so then we had to do that but then then we realized like everybody's going out so rome uh floyd parks and rec has 27 uh parks and facilities that we maintain every day and they're, they're, they're picking up trash, they're mowing the grass and um, the parks really, really get used. Um, we, we've got uh, a lot of construction going on right now at Ridgeberry park with the, with the gas line. So that's um, kind of forced people to explore some of the other parks we have. We have a really great facility at Etowah and that's where our, our senior center is. And, and those people are really ready to get back together Um they, they do the mountain music and the drink coffee and the play pool. And, and they've, I think they've missed their sense of community too. So, so it's, there's so many programs that we offer the, the pickleball, the daily pickleball at Gilbreth center and at, uh, the Thornton center. There's just so much to do. And uh, we, I think Thomas said the word pavilion. We, you can have a birthday outside birthday party at, at many, any of our pavilions. So, so there's been a lot of, um, kind of interest in that. So I think people have really discovered it in a different way and in our uses um, through, you know, the, the COVID crisis, but we, we do, yeah, our, our block and dam is fantastic. That fishing pier is great. It's got a cleaning station and um, we, we are supposed to be getting a new uh, sort of halfway decent Jesse uh, boat ramp 
down at the the entry part where where the boat launches the the side area we really want to get um the the I'm trying to call it the Myra H. What's our what's our riverboat called? The Roman Holiday. I want to get that back, and um, you know that that's a great thing for for Roman Floyd County folks to rent and, and use and see uh, everything on the river. It, it is funny. Jesse can attest to this, and I'm sure you know anybody that's ever gone paddling. I'm sure Andy and Chris, I know Chris has because we all have we have Boy Scouts. So so Andy, we will be calling you for that pancake uh, <laughs> fundraiser dinner. But um, you'll get on the river. And people are like, where am I? You know, they don't understand like you're behind Home Depot or you're over here near the Braves team. Like they like your sense of direction on the water is something completely different. And you, you could live here your whole life and not understand, you know, where everything connects. So so that's such a huge thing. And, and we're just so thankful that everyone was able to to really be brave and get out and, and do stuff. I also, uh, Roger, I did our farmer's market to you. And that was something we were kind of scared, like they weren't going to let us do it. And um. I was like, no, they the farmers have grown this food and they want to sell it and everybody did great. So so yeah, it, I think you're exactly right. Everybody's kind of done and they and they want to come back. They're gonna be safe. And and I think people were people were fantastic at our farmers markets. So I know people know how to play by the rules and they and they want to do it to I mean our schools were able to stay open for the most part. So I think Roman Floyd County has been a real success story in the world of how we've managed it. You made an interesting comment there about the rivers. Maybe Jesse can jump in here. When you're on the river, you, you're you seeing the town from a totally different perspective that you probably never considered. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's funny that you say that. I feel like I have I've, – I've paddled many of Georgia's rivers, and I have two separate maps of the state in my head. There's one as the rivers and creeks flow, and then there's one where the highways go. And I cannot – now, I have done this for years. I cannot, for the life of me, combine the two. And mm-hmm. so, like, this isn't just, like, something that's, you know, for the general public. And maybe there are people that have better spatial awareness than me. But I can't tell you how many hundreds of times I've paddled from Grizzard down into town. And I'm always confused about where I am. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll have to, like, mentally go through work to determine which bridge I'm paddling under and which <laughs> direction that I'm traveling. And it it is hilarious to me and, like, I'll have like people ask me, okay, so where are we? And I'll be like, yes, that's an excellent question. Uh, if you look over here, there's a bird and I'm going to figure out while I'm stalling where we are. Yeah. I know, I know, I know Turner McCall's around here. I know Turner McCall's around here somewhere. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a different way to see the world. And uh, you know, what a great um, plug for paddling and enjoying our rivers. It's just a, a brand new way to see, um, the area that you live in. If, if you could talk about, um, and I guess I'm asking you to do this as the CRBI rep, but as a kid, um, I, this, I, this is going to sound horrible and I don't mean it to sound this way, but it's like, it's almost like, you know, the city was built around the rivers. It was critically important economically. Then there kind of came a point in time to me where they kind of seemed like the rivers were in the way. Every time something, yeah, every time you wanted to build a road, you had to build a bridge. And mm-hmm. I can remember, you know, they'd shut down this to build that. But now it's part of just lifestyle. People, the, all the paddling. There was a point in time where that wasn't happening, you know, 30 years mm-hmm. ago, I guess. But now it's just a critical, vital part of, of culture in Rome. Could you talk, mm-hmm. talk about that, Jesse, a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I I think it's it's telling that um, the city of Rome, the size that it is, only exists here in its current form because of those waterways. Yep. Um, because those were the highways before you know we had highways and interstates, 
And so, um, yeah, I mean, people, it, people, people still refer to the cotton block. Yeah. You know, we're, that's we're, where our office is. Yeah. So it, it, it's truly fascinating to see, um, you can kind of see a history lesson in how, um, our perspectives around our waterways have changed over the years. So Rome exists because of those rivers. And then, you know, at a certain point, we, we very literally turned our back on them. Yeah. So all of Broad Street, um, you know, we have what is now considered like prime real estate. And we're finally seeing the opportunities around the River Arts District and what it could mean to highlight those rivers. But we literally put the backside of a whole bunch of brick buildings <laughs> facing these rivers. And, you know, um, I think that that just really speaks to um, the full circle. We've come, we've come around to viewing that as not only a, a vital resource for our drinking water and for manufacturing, but for that, you know, kind of third pillar, you know, you have work life, you have home life, and you need that other, that other place to go. Mm-hmm. And our trail systems, our incredible trail systems, um, not only, you know, the, you know, getting to be on the water, but the, the actual trails that go up and down the Ustanala, the heritage trail system. Um, not many towns are gifted with this level of, you know, recreational opportunities. And uh, it's really thrilling to see um, not only, you know, the local government, but the people, the, the residents here fully, fully embracing that shift. Uh, because it's even more recent than 30 years. I, I went to Barry in the, you know, early to mid aughts. And I recall <laughs> even back then, uh, when you drove over the bridges, every once in a while, you would see uh, a crazy person on a jet ski, which I always thought was like the most terrifying thing on the Ustanala. You'd find a log and that would be it. Um, but other than the occasional crazy person on a jet ski and then John boats in the morning, there was no river activity whatsoever. And now you can't drive downtown without seeing kayaks and uh, paddle boards on roof racks, um, people floating under the bridge, especially during the summer. Um, mm-hmm. And especially last year during the pandemic, it's like everybody was like, well, we can't go anywhere. So it's time to, you know, get a boat and get out on the water. Um, and it's really, it's really great to see. Well, Jesse, well, and I will, I will add Jesse that the Mount Berry trail is such mm-hmm. a nice addition as oh, well, because you see so much that you could never see before. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have loved, loved, loved walking that trail. And it's such a great addition. I can't wait for uh, that to continue expanding. Yeah. Yeah. That's reopened. Is that- yeah that, Andy, have you walked on that trail? It's like Rome's most popular trail behind the post office. Not yet. And, and I won't be doing it today, uh, but uh, but soon. Yeah, it it starts behind the post office uh, on Martha Berry and and wraps around behind the ballpark. Okay. Um, just along the river. Um, yeah. you know, it's 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 beautiful. That's another great partnership thing too, isn't it, Thomas? Another P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, Andy, um, uh, what Canton and Rome have have in common is the Adora River, actually. So yeah. you know, my plan is to have an early breakfast in your Canton store. <laughs> you know, hit the kayak, go through the uh through a lake, you know, and and have 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 a late breakfast, a second breakfast at your uh, Rome location. So. <laughs> You, you have, have to be paddling fast, Thomas. Yeah, you you'll be moving really fast. I, I'm looking. Yeah. We should uh, we should get a video of that. Yeah, yeah. that's the jet ski. Yeah. You need a jet ski. <laughs> actually, yeah, I, I get the jet ski. Exactly. Actually, Jesse, that does beg the question because I've never done it. You may need to teach me to kayak on the rivers because I've never done it. I, I learned to swim in Armurchie Creek. 
Uh, <laughs> way back when, but, uh, we had, a, we had a tire swing over the Creek in our Murchie. There was a nice little spot where the, the, the river, the Creek kind of stopped and formed a little pond before it kept flowing. Um, but what, how, what, what are the miles per hour? How, how fast does, do the rivers flow? Just, <laughs> just out of stupid, stupid curiosity. No, it, it really depends. So both, both the Usanala and the Etowah coming into Rome are uh, regulated by lake. So um, right. the Usanala has Carter's Lake coming from the Kusawadi, uh, and the Etowah is completely regulated by um, Alatuna. And so uh, there is a marked difference in the flow rate of both of those rivers based on whether or not 12 hours ago one of those dams was releasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, generally, I think that for folks that are like wanting to understand how many, how much distance they can cover. I think that it's safe to assume that like recreational paddlers, if the river is moving a little bit, are going to be able to easily manage two to three miles per hour. Um, And if you're really digging in, um, you can obviously do much faster than that. But um, that's a a pretty safe average. It's similar to, similar to walking. Uh, You know, most Mm -hmm. people probably walk two to three miles per hour, but they can pick up the pace if they choose to. Uh, it's it's not whitewater rafting you can do it yeah yeah i was gonna say yeah yeah yeah, i I understood that but when you mentioned that they (laughs) both both the rivers kind of have different speeds it's almost like snow skiing you got the bunny slope (laughs) anyway uh let's kind of go around the room here one last time and get some contact information or social media how can people find out more about you your uh chris let's start with you uh at barry sure um well we are really hoping after May 8th, when our students graduate, that we will be able to welcome the public back to campus. Um, and we have a Facebook page. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and then, of course, Barry.edu um, is our website that a lot of our prospective students go to. We, we have a great class coming in, one of the largest we've had. So we're very excited. And if I wanted to get a hold of Reese Witherspoon, can you provide me <laughs> that <laughs> You know, that was before my time, but I know somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> or any other famous, uh, you know, person that comes to campus. Be, I'll take them to eggs. I'll take them to eggs up. Uh, uh, Mary Harden Thornton, Parks and Rec. How can people find out what's going on? What's open? What what ball sports are starting? About fishing, website, social media. Oh yeah, we've got we've got it all. Um, I, w- I will do a plug for our. Um, our book your site. Uh, we, we went to that, um, in December, we went live with that, um, online camping reservation system. We went from truly like a notebook pad (laughs) and an Excel spreadsheet to book your site. So it was, it was a learning curve, but we've really, really enjoyed it. And it's really fun to see who everybody is coming in. Um, so that if you want to make a camping reservation at one of our 31 sites, uh, the lock and dam, you can go to book your site. Of course, you can always find us on um, the Rome Floyd Parks and Recreation page. You just type in Rome Floyd Parks and Recreation, and it'll, it'll pull up, and then it, it has our current events. And then we do have a good um, Facebook page and, and lots of social media. And so it's, yeah, and we're, we're, we're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to see a fictional version of Parks and Recs from Pawnee, Indiana, uh, that, That's sh- right. that show That's is right. that show is streaming. Oh my somewhere. gosh! Yes, <laughs> and I have a mural inside the Trading Post too. It's not 
as exciting as a, <laughs> as, uh, that's another <laughs> that's another office. another underlying theme of Parks and Rec the TV show they had murals <laughs> everywhere. I digress. I don't know why that show keeps coming up. Um, Jesse, uh, how can people help support Coosa River Basin Initiative? Yeah, well, uh, we are a member and donor-supported nonprofit, um, and so uh, folks can join as members or make a donation at our website, kusa.org. And if you want to stay most up-to-date on things that we're working on, um, we can be found on all of the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at uh, Kusa River Basin is our handle. And um, speaking of murals, there is a recent update on our Instagram page. We've got one going up on the Heritage Trail system uh, just behind the library. Um, so we're really excited to, to see that take off. Wow. Um, and Andy, um, one more time, obviously, uh, the contact information for you is come in and have some, some eggs and bacon, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I would just say eggsupgrill.com, uh, and you can, you can jump off from there. Uh, to all the the brands, social media, uh, different different uh, places. We've got uh, online ordering uh, that you can get to also uh, through eggsupgrill.com, and uh, we look forward to serving you. Do you have Do you have uh, social for local franchises for your local franchise here? Mm-hmm. You know, our primary our primary effort is is through corporate, but we do have uh, local as well. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Thomas, final thoughts? Final thoughts? Well, it was an excellent show. Thomas was born in Germany, so English is his second language. So some of these, some of these puns. <laughs> but, but if you guys want to be part of, you know, one of these uh, fun shows or you need any other help from, from the chamber, um, Google us, uh, Ron Floyd Chamber. Uh, you'll find us on Broad in corner of Riverside Parkway, um, right across from Doug's Deli. Uh, also on, on all the social media channels, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And just, just reach out. Uh, two big events coming up. Our annual meeting is on May 6th, 6th which is uh, at the Brave Stadium. And then April 23rd, we have our um, annual confluence, our innovative um symposium with some uh, really cool speakers coming up fantastic thank you thomas thank you everybody appreciate it thank you <laughs> uh, it was fun was it fun it was fun and now i'm like ready to go eat some eggs <laughs> yes yes i'm hungry myself well you gotta you, i love breakfast food you, you, got, you gotta get there before two <laughs> fantastic thanks again everybody I appreciate it so much. This has been the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I am Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. Thank you so much for listening.